You're listening to In The Know, a collection of career development insights and leadership experiences from INSEAD, the business school for the world. Welcome to episode two of our Career Development Centre mini-series. Join us as we continue to explore the lifelong career management skills imparted by the CDC, as well as how the centre helps high potential talent navigate the job market and identify suitable career options. Today we are speaking with Larry Medina, the Director of Career Coaching and Education at INSEAD. Larry will give us insights into today's rapidly changing business environment and how lifelong learning is essential for the continued success and growth of INSEAD students and alumni so that they can continue to be a force for good in the world. So let's get in the know with Larry Medina. You are listening to a podcast from INSEAD the business school for the world. Today we're sort of talking about the changing business environment. We're talking again about the employer engagement team, the INSEAD Career Development Centre or CDC as we'll no doubt refer to. Talking about lifelong learning and how essential that is for the sustained success and growth of the INSEAD community, students, alumni, how they can continue to be a force for good in their careers and and continue to develop and grow as their career naturally continues on an upward trajectory. What does the CDC Centre do to ensure INSEAD continues to offer impactful learning and experiences to the INSEAD community? Yeah, so a great question. We are always looking at the horizon and exploring what lifelong learning would be meaningful for our communities. I'm fortunate because I get to meet a lot of alumni, employers, um, vendors that will come to us with ideas as well. And so we're always looking for new trends for our various uh, populations. So it could be the young ones, the MIMS. Um, all the way through our alumni that are experienced as well. So I think the most important thing is just being curious, talking to as many people as possible, and then basically asking them, you know, what trends do they see? Um, It could be from career management, like hiring trends, or it could be skills that they need uh, to succeed in their career, whether it's soft or technical skills as well. So after these conversations, we take that back. We have conversations as to whether our offering supports that, or if maybe we have a gap, we look to uh, to enhance the offering that we have. Sure, fantastic. A question off the top of my head, like what sort of, I guess, interaction with employers, as you said, what sort of push-pull environment is that? Are you reaching out to them most of the time? Are they coming to you with problems, solutions, those sort of things? What sort of relationship is there that, that exists between the employers and yourself? I, I think it's both. Okay. So so clearly employers will come to us if they have special needs around skill sets that, that they're looking for. Um, so they'll push information to us or they'll comment about NCAD, the strengths and the weaknesses of our, of our populations. Um, clearly we will take the opportunity to basically pull information from them whenever we get a chance as well. And it could be people that we know through NCI recruitment, but obviously we're pro- part of a broader community. And so reaching out to, to friends that are in the business as well and, and always trying to get new information. Yeah. 
you covered the different populations we have. It's a, a vast population, yeah. over 66,000 alumni in the network and obviously students going through doing all sorts of programs. What are the different populations at INSEAD and how do their career journeys differ mm-hmm. between each other? Okay, so I'll start with our master in management, so our MEMS. Um, typically zero to one year work experience when they come into the program. Uh, so, so, and also I think this is the third cohort that we have, so relatively new. Um, so it's more tailored to early career, obviously. Um, we do a lot of the basic work with them about self-assessment, but a lot of it is about execution. And it is with early career, um, probably a bit more advising, a bit less coaching. Um, and then really finding tools that, that resonate for them that are in that, one, that zero to one year work experience. Next up would be the MBAs, typically four to seven years experience, but actually we see MBAs up to 10 years experience now, um, a growing trend. So a little bit more senior. Um, obviously with age, it can become a bit more complex as far as what they're looking for, the type of development that they need. Um, but yeah, so obviously very well established program at NCIAD, and so we have a very established offering for them. Although, as I mentioned previously, we, we tweak it as, as necessary. Uh, next up would be the, um, the IMBAs, so the TMBAs and the GIMBAs. Um, anywhere from average 13 to 15 years work experience, but it could be 10 to 40 years work experience within that population. And so that's really looking at C-suite, C-1 types of positions. Um, there can be quite a range of, of skills and learning that they're looking for. Um, it can be anything as basic as they haven't done an interview for the last 15 years and they need a little bit of help with that. But it's a lot of times it's more complex and they're looking to maybe make a, a slight pivot within their career and maybe it's a skill set gap that they're looking for help with um, as well. Or it can even be around soft skills. Sure. And then finally, I guess the alumni network, what sort of interaction is there between the CDC and the alumni network? Yeah, so alumni, definitely um, we have our career offering for alumni as well. Um, we do a lot of the webinars that we do for for uh, curriculum are for the GIMBAs, the TMBAs, and the alumni together. So that offering is always available. But we do specific um, offerings for the alumni um, at the reunions and at the forum. Uh, we're always out there basically showing them that we provide coaching to them when is necessary. Um, so it's not only the curriculum and the webinars, but it's also the coaching that we offer to the alumni community. Extremely diverse population. And so a lot of that comes back to the coaching because then it can be a bit more one-on-one and bespoke for them. For sure. Uh, talking about bespoke and what works for different people, what are the, some of the different strategies um, for continued learning? How do we grow in our own careers? And, you know, we go through a large chunk of our lives is dedicated towards our career. How, how do we adapt as we go through and become more senior, not only in age, but in experience and, and our status in our own companies? Yeah, so... My, I mean, my recommendation always is to start with looking at um, skill gaps for where you are to where you want to go to. And obviously that varies depending on where somebody is in their career. But that, that usually is the first question to, to figure out, is there a gap? Sure. And jumping in, is there an easy way to know where you might be missing something or the skill gaps you mightn't have that you mightn't even be aware of? 
Yeah, so so great question. Uh, we we have assessments that we work with with people around skills, motivators, and interests. I still think the best is uh, feedback. So three sixty feedback or feedback from from management or peers. Um, is a good way. But also, it could be you're looking to pivot into a new industry, for example, if you want to go into fintech. Um, and you're traditionally from maybe financial services, right? So then it's easier to look at maybe even technical or even soft skills related to making that transition. So it's great to get feed. It's great to get personal feedback. But I think there's also an element of research to figure out where you want to pivot to. What are the skills required for that? Very nice. And I guess how do how do we know where do we gather these effective understandings of where we are in our career? You know, is there any tips or tricks you have? Maybe not tricks, but <laughs> are there any tips you have that uh, that can help anyone out there, our listeners, sort of understand these are the sort of strategies you should use to continually update your skills. This is how you should go through and you know be on top of the career development scale? Yeah, so great question. And I think it is, there's an individual element to it, right? Because some people learn more by being hands-on, so experiential uh, uh, learning as well. Nowadays, the other options obviously would be the classic in-person degree or certificate, for example. But there's also a lot of online resources as well. So I think an individual needs to, and this is easier the more experienced you are, is to understand how do you most effectively learn a new skill. Um, and then you can tailor your your journey um, to how you more effectively learn. There's no one perfect answer, and I think nowadays it's probably a mix of all of the above. For sure. The only thing I would say is if you're going to do hands-on learning, it needs to be a low-risk environment. Um, so it could be something at work where you're clearly trying to develop something new and they're supporting you through that. Or it could be outside of work. Maybe you're volunteering, you're looking at sales, and you volunteer to raise donations for a charity as well. That would be an example of trying to learn in a low-risk environment. Sure. Okay. No, that's quality advice. You hear often students talk about that safe space to test and learn new things. And I guess, yeah, that's what you're referring to there. You're finding that opportunity and the space to experiment because at times experiments don't always work out the way we intend. So, Correct. Okay, great. Um, how can one navigate the various twists and turns in their career? I think it's often described as a roller coaster of career. You know, you mm -hmm. have your ups and downs, of course, and that's only natural. How can we continue to embrace the idea of lifelong learning uh, to eventually achieve their desired end goals or career objectives? Yeah, so great question, because especially because now with, people living longer, careers are gonna become much longer as well. Sure. And so it's not only the the ups and downs and the twists. Um, more people are gonna make career changes throughout their career now as well. Mm -hmm. I think step one is understanding where you wanna go. And it's not the finish line because careers are very long, but I always recommend within the next two to three years, what type of either pivot or radical change are you looking to make? So that's step one is to really think about where you want to go because then that will help give you the roadmap of what changes, what skills, what experience do you need to pick up to make that pivot as well. Mm -hmm. I also think that understanding yourself 
and what is satisfying in a career mm. becomes more important the longer that you work because you can fake it for a few years, especially when you're young, but the older you get, it has to resonate with who you are, your values, your your interests um, to really be not only uh, satisfying, but even a successful career. Mm. If you're not... If it's not resonating with you, there's it's very unlikely that you would be successful in that job. For sure, it's a very interesting point you make because you say you know look at re- reflecting on after two or three years where you want to go next and your objectives. What about the people that say right now I'm happy I don't want to go anywhere I don't want to evolve? Is career progression for everyone? I guess I'm <laughs> trying to say. <laughs> okay, I think I think there's two two aspects to yeah. that is. It, it is very acceptable to say, I'm happy with my job. Sure. Okay, so that's my first answer is it, career progression is up to the individual. Sure. However, I would say because of the changing technology and the accelerating pace of tech, change in technology, you could be happy in your career today, but that career or that job may not exist two or five years down the or road. Or need to change. Yeah. Or, or need to change, yeah. exactly. Okay. And so even if you're happy in your job, I think lifelong learning is still important. And one thing I haven't talked about yet that's really critical for learning and career management is networking. Sure. And so that ability to basically connect. That way, if you need to make a change or an adjustment, um, you have the, the network to help you with that as well. Fantastic. Very good. I think we've got one last question. Touching on the steps that someone can take to build a successful career while embracing the pr- principles of being a global citizen uh, and making a positive impact on the world. I think it's a topic that comes up very often, not just here at INSEAD, but you know, all over the world. We're always trying to make a positive impact in society. How can someone embrace that while continuing to develop themselves and their career as well? Yeah. So this comes back to what I was talking earlier about is values, because I think making an impact will most likely tie back to the values that each individual has. And I think it's important that your job resonates with your values. Um, I also will say that I think looking for um, local opportunities to make that impact is important. So ideally, it could be something as simple as mentoring somebody at work, right? So yes, you want to have an impact on on society or individuals, but you have to take small steps to start to have impact. And so I say, make a small impact first. Yep. And things like mentoring, coaching, and obviously I have a bias towards coaching. Sure. <laughs> but you know, I think that's a great way to to really start having an impact within your your um, organization. More broadly, it could be the industry or it could be the type of company that you're working for. We certainly see that with alumni, students, participants, um, looking at green energy, for example, versus mm-hmm. the traditional oil and gas. And there could be a, a big debate around these things, but you know, I do think that the type of company and industry needs to tie into an individual's values as well. I think that's a very small snapshot into lifelong learning. Thank you very much, Larry. And all I've got to do is wish you all the best in your career. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of In The Know. If you want to find out any additional information on the career and leadership topics discussed today, head to inthenow.insead.edu forward slash podcast. 
If you want to know more about any of INSEAD's master programs, head to insead.edu.